And welcome into the latest edition of the Big O Show with the seven-time Pro Bowler, the Hall of Famer, Orlando Pace. Big O, how are we doing? Happy New Year. Any big uh, health kick? Any uh, resolutions? I, I, you know what, Martin? I really don't do any any big resolutions or anything because normally by the end of the month, you give them up anyway. So just always trying to improve, get a, you know, have a better 2021, be healthier, be wiser, all those great things, man. So just excited 2020 is over and, and we can get on to bigger and better things. So I said Hall of Famer, seven-time Pro Bowler. That's who's joining us today, the legend, Marshall Falk, via Mexico. Oh, it looks like we're doing something wrong. Look, we got two eights. Uh, they, his friends call him Rush. They, this guy's got more <laughs> nicknames than touchdowns, I think. Marshall Falk, the legend with us. How are you? Oh, man, I'm doing good. Doing good, Martin. Uh, glad to be on with you and Big O, man. This is um, this is awesome. It's, uh, it's like bringing back old memories. Did you guys ever hang out? Like, oh, did you and Marshall ever run around town? Isaac told us last week that he would go out. And I said, no, you didn't. And he said, I had a disguise. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, er, early, early, early when we first like, you know, like early 2000s, we would do. But as we got older, you start you get into your family and stuff like that. But 99, 2000, we were we were we were having a good time. We got to enjoy each other. And we, we really built a, a really good bond of, of guys on that team that we still have. Martin. We actually still have a, a we, we, we have a group text that we all reply in and we, we keep in contact with each other. So it's, yeah, it, we, we, uh, we hung out a little bit, but, but uh, as we got older, you know, start focusing on your family. I had to apologize to Orlando because I said he took a lot of crap for missing training camps and holding out. And I said, Marshall never showed up in an OTA or a <laughs> mini camp. <laughs> it wasn't fair. Oh, it was contractual. I, I see. I got that in my contract. So yeah, Mar uh, yeah, Marshall was smart, man. He wrote that in his contract, and Mike didn't mind it. You know, we Mike's call Mike's calling my house, hey Orlando, where you at OTAs? And I'm like, I should have put that in my next contract, man. I don't show up in. I want the Marshall clause in my contract, man. See, but you know? Big O couldn't do that. You got to remember, they operated as a group. I mean, he wanted to show up with the other guys. It's, <laughs> it's a different for an offensive <laughs> lineman to do that. It's just. It's not, it doesn't even sound right. Right, right. I mean, it That's don't right. even sound right. I mean, but for me, I'm isolated in the backfield by myself. <laughs> I said – They didn't even miss me. No, Mike March would be asked out <coughs> on the practice field. Uh, we noticed Marshall's not here today, and he would just kind of look off in the sky, and he'd say, uh, Marty Marshall had some uh, things he had to take care of. And I'm like, he just texted me from Norwood Hills. Yeah, take care of <laughs> Good times, man. Good times. I know. You know what? Go ahead. Hey, 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 real quick, Martin. And 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 if you look at what they did this season with none of that, football looks good. I look for I, I, that's over. All the OTAs, that's over. Marshall, I was on to something, man. Missing training camp, limited training camp. It's a it's an unnecessary evil that you really don't need anyway. These guys are still yeah. playing high quality football. And uh, they're getting it done. And the injuries, I don't know. I think injuries might even be down. I'm, I'm not sure. I know early on they had some, but, you know. Martin, it's going to be hard for them to get them OTAs and all of those. That's over. Done. I think, you know, I think you're right. Uh, you're sitting in Cabo, and Orlando was bringing this up the other day. What's your question for Marshall? Oh, that's Cabo related. I just wanted to know. I know he was helping my fellow Buckeye Zeke out. That was the rumors. That was the reports. 
I just want to know how was training camp and training down there in the in the beautiful Cabo Beach, man. What did you guys get a lot accomplished down there, man? I've always wanted to ask you that, Mar- uh, Marshall. By the way, here here's the um, I'm I'm gonna tell you what 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 happened. So the development that I live in down here, it's called Diamante, and um, the owner is Ken Jowdy. Um, Tiger has a course here. Davis Love has a course here. When he found out that we were bringing Zeke here. They built the football field. Oh, wow. They built the football field. They shut the weight room down to, at, the, at the hours. They gave us times, time in the weight room. And um, we, had, we had Zeke strength and conditioning guy came, come down. And what I did was I did all his football on the field training. Okay. All his on the field training to make sure that he was, you know, getting the right cuts, doing the right stuff. I was building up his football endurance, not like the regular running gaskers. You know, when you get in the game, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I had him doing 12 play drives, boom, 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 boom. And he understood. So when he came back, I mean, he came back in really good shape. Yeah, he, did. he, he came did. back in real, he was, he was ready to go day one. And, um, and, and, and that's what we did. Normally it sounds like a vacation, but I promise you, here's what happened. We were fighting him to continue to hold out because he went. He was like, "I'd rather be in training camp." We were kicking his butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I, hey, I, I think like everybody was like, hey, "Man, they down there playing, you know, thirty six holes nah, a day, you nah, know, sitting, nah. sitting poolside." Hey, listen, we would we would when we would get done with the morning session. Um, if the morning session, if I had him in the morning session, he wouldn't. He he he. I, I'm not golfing. I'm not. You guys go golf. I got to go get ready for the evening session or weightlifting or whatever. So nice. now nah, he worked his butt off, man. But, but he, here, here's what I'm going to say. And you know, Zeke's young to be in Dallas here. You, you're not going to turn on the news and see what hear about Zeke, you know, who holding out. He was actually, we removed him from it, took all the noise away. And, and we surrounded him with people that was, that, that was there to help him to get better. So right. we Very had to cool. come to Mexico to do it. You do it. Hey, hey, it doesn't sound too bad to me, man, for sure. Well, I got I to gotta be honest. I thought it was all bullshit. Like Zeke, <laughs> Marshall, I'm like, they're at lunch. I know. Tacos. <laughs> I know, man. I, I, I get it. I'm telling uh, you. But it was, it was, he, he worked. I'm telling you. I, I, and just, just the kid, the kid actually works his butt off. Like he, he sure. gets after it. Like he works like a dog. He, he has, he has what it takes to like get to the next level and to be what, and um, you know, I don't feel like that about all your, all Ohio state players, <laughs> but, but you know, but he, he has it, man. Like it's, there's this, he, he got the good part that, that make the Buckeyes, the Buckeyes. Okay. Hey, hey Marshall, switching gears a little bit, just about our squad, the, the, the Rams, man. Uh, frustrating year to kind of watch them. You know, one week they look like world beaters. The next week they, they lose to the Jets, man. What's your what's your overall thoughts on, on their season and, and where you see them going, you know, playoffs or, or next step? Where, where, where do you see them at? Yeah, I, I think that 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 offseason and that year of growth that Jared Goff needed um, with the pandemic and all the stuff, I, I, he missed it. And it's, it's showing because he's taking a step back. If you watch the rest of the team, if you watch the, the offensive line this year is better than the offensive line last year. The, the production at running back from those guys, it's it's there. Actually, the receiving core, I think this receiving core is better. You know, the, the addition of Jefferson, 
Um, he's he's brought he's brought something added that they have a, a core group of four guys that they can sub in and out, and then that tight end group of, of those three guys, you know, they they can they can sub them out. Um, Jared Jared has been disappointed. I think he has seventeen turnovers. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the reality is what it is. I mean, he, we we put a guy in there who came and throw the ball, and he ran it, and the way the defense is playing and how they run the ball. <laughs> They, they win the game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's it's letting you know, and, and he's going to see the film. Like, I, I've never seen McVay more upset at a player in games that I've seen him with Jared with decisions that he's made. Now, it's not yeah. like it, – it's one thing to make a poor throw, but it's the decision on where to throw it. Like, dude, what are you doing? That, that's not the read. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, when, you, when you get that $100 million <laughs> – you know, a lot of pressure. Not, yeah, a lot of pressure. A lot. So, uh, man, it's it's going to be interesting to see if he can now evaluate because he he's been ascending, and this is the first dip that he's had. Now we got to see if he has resolve and if he can turn it around because the defense is better, special teams is playing decent. I mean, they're, I don't think they're they're going to be where they were where Bones was there, but they're playing good, um, offensive wise. It comes down to him and the turnovers. And this, yep. is, this is a different season, whole different season. Look at every game. The Jet game, I think he turned it over three times, four yeah. times. Yeah. It's got to be a lot more fun for former players when the team is good. I mean, the last 10 years in St. Louis, there were a lot of bad, bad years as guys who played for the team. And it's kind of crazy. They go to L.A. and all of a sudden they kind of get it together. But it has to be more fun for you guys when your former team doesn't suck. I mean, that has to be a different feeling. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, I think obviously when 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 the Rams are doing good in our case, uh, obviously it's good for everybody, all parties involved. And and when they're not, you kind of feel a certain way about it because you've been in that locker room, you know the situation they're going going through. But you know it's frustrating to watch. And and, and I know I've I've been frustrated with the Rams throughout the, the season because one week they'll come out, they look great, and the next, the following reason, you know, they don't they don't look great at all. So. But that's the NFL. You know, obviously the playoffs is a completely different season. And, and to Marshall's point, hopefully, you know, that offense and Jared Goff can get going. He can show some resolve and, and come out and, and beat a Seattle team. Marshall, when you got traded to the Rams, did you think it was a, a, a death sentence at the time? And they certainly <laughs> they added some pieces that offseason, but they had been the losingest team of the 90s. And, and famously, your agent, Rocky Arsenal, was told three things, I believe. Marshall said, trade me. Okay, you're going to get me out of here. I'm going to warm weather, grass, and open air, right? And he gave – well, open it's and the win, A team who was winning. I wanted a winning team. And and and, and the, the, the legendary Bill Polian sent me to the Rams. Uh, and, 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 and trust me, he didn't send me there to, to, to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's, that wasn't his idea. Uh, people don't make trades like that for you to be successful. They're not like, okay, we're going to look out for you. And then we're going to be no. That wasn't the that wasn't the optics of it. Um, and and I'm gonna tell you, just a year before, just a year before, um, I sat down with. Um, oh no, we 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 scrimmaged the Rams. Yeah, we, we did. Scrimmaged yeah. the Rams. We were we were in Champaign, Illinois, yeah. and we scrimmaged the Rams. And I mean, it was like, it was crazy. It was crazy because let me tell you what happened, Mark. Right, we, we get after it. And we got after him that first day. The first day, 
we go against, and we, we you know, we, we did some things against them. And we were out there for about two and a half hours. Both coaches brought their teams up, said something as a group, then we broke individually as a group. We're walking off the field. They went back to practice. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell no. Nah. And that's all I remember. When I got traded, I was like, I was on the phone. I was like, listen, man, I'm not doing these crazy practice hours. <laughs> no, this is not going on. <laughs> hey, Marshall, I, I know you and I know and I know you kind of hold grudges. Did you have a grudge versus the Colts and Napoleon or did you? If so, have you let that go yet? You know what? I, I, I let it. I, I'll be honest. I let it go when he got into the Hall of Fame. Ah. I hadn't spoken to him, hadn't said a word to him because he lied. He lied. It, it wasn't it wasn't the football part of it. He tried to damage the person that I was. Um, and the things that he and Howard Mudd said. Mm. And I was like, whoa. I mean, I like, I mean, I just I almost did a thousand thousand on a on a on a crappy team <laughs> before yeah. I came to the Rams. I was 51% in the offense. Yeah, and that's all I had to do was finish in the top five in rushing. I was three, and I void the last two years of my contract. I get to be a free agent, and then Jim Moore benched me for 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 coming into a meeting on time. But because he started it early, he said I was late, and that was just that was just tough. You know, that was tough. So the whole little coup that they that they had to do in order to to kind of make sure that they got something for me. You know, so they ended up settling for a second and a fifth. Like, come, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Settle for a second and a fifth? <laughs> yeah. But you- so, yeah, so when you came to the Rams, we are like, yeah, we're excited to have Marshall. But on the flip side, we're like, hey, what's going on? Because this guy in his prime had a great year. What's, go- what's, what's, what's going on with him? You know, so, but, uh, you know, There's I'm sure you. There's a lot sure of you- lies, man. Yeah. There's a lot of lies. And then he, and then he really disrespected me. Because he said that me and Tim Bianca Batuka was the same player. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> did you show up? So Marshall, did you show up to St. Louis? I think you've always had a chip on your shoulder. But did you show up in St. Louis really pissed off and saying, "I'm going to show the whole league like how?" No, because I couldn't. I, everybody knew I could play. It wasn't about play. I couldn't show people. You know, they got to find out what kind of teammate I was. You know, that, that kind of stuff stays in the locker room. The good stuff stays in the, stays in the locker room. The bad stuff, when it's said about you, it seeps out. You know, people people not going to tell, people not going not gonna to say, well, Robert Holcomb added 20 pounds, moved the fullback, and anytime we got in the red zone, I told Mike, take me out, let Rob play halfback and score the touchdown because of, you know, that, that's, that's the way to reward him. Or, or just just understanding everything about what we do. And if there's a question to be asked, I'm gonna answer the question if I can answer it. You know, and and and, and not, and, and be gonna tell you, I never stood in the huddle and say, give me the damn ball, ever. I don't care how many times we threw it, it never, as long, I was like, look, let's just play, let's just win, let's have fun. So those things never make it out of the locker room because those are the good things, but the bad things, man, they, Boy, it, it's, it's like a pandemic. <laughs> Did you ever talk to Peyton Manning about 
if you guys had stuck together, how dynamic I – mean, I know Edron James came along. He was great as well. But it's kind of funny. Peyton got there right before you left, and then he ends up having a prolific career. Have you guys ever talked about that? You know, I'll be honest with you. I think in order for Peyton to become the player that he was, I had to leave. And he had to become the focal point. It, it, it had to because I was such a, a dominant part of the offense and, and what we did and how we did it. And then he relied on me so much. I mean, I caught like almost 90 balls the year I played with him. <laughs> you know, it was like it, 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 that was that I was a comfort level for him. Um, and it was, you know, we, 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 we talked a lot. We studied together a lot. Um, we watched football together a lot. And, and I think taking that away allowed him to kind of to explore and grow and look at other options. And then the addition of Edgerin James and, and Edgerin having the ability to run and catch, it gave them a lot of the same dynamic. So when in, when in St. Louis did you think, all right, it's not a death sentence? I mean, a lot of things happened that offseason. Trent came over, Torrey was drafted, Timmerman was signed. So it's a lot of pieces at once. But was there a point where you said, all right, these guys aren't going to be the, the joke of the league anymore? So it was um, – I wasn't going to come to minicamp. And, and Rocky talked me into going to minicamp. And this was like – this is when an agent gets – this is what an agent gets paid for. He's like, listen, I know you don't want to be here. I tried my hardest. We, we had a, just so you know, we had a trade set up with Baltimore. This is how shrewd Bill Polian can be. We had a trade set up with Baltimore, and Ozzie Newsom would tell you. And, and the day of the draft, Bill Polian asked for more. You don't do that. We're already locked in. And so that blew up, and then what happened with the Rams happened afterwards. But Rocky said, I know you don't want to be here. You thought you were going to be in Baltimore. Here's what we can do. Go to minicamp, get a feel for it. If you like the offense, if you don't like the offense, if you like the guys, you don't like, just say it. And then we'll have enough time from then on to get you moved. I was like, all right, cool. Done deal. So I went to minicamp and um, it was fun. It wasn't just practice. It was fun. And, and the message was, from a bunch of guys that was, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a second pick. Big O's a first pick. You know, Kevin's an early pick. Grant's a, a lot of early picks that was sitting around. And, and, and it started, it was like, why can't we be good? Like, why, why the hell? Like, man, this could be our time. And when guys start saying that, you, you start to understand that these practices were crisp. Yeah. I mean, they were crisp and they were fun. And uh, I left. I remember after camp, I was like, I'm good. Rocket was like, what, what do you mean? I said, I'm good. Like, I, I like the guys in the locker room. It was fun in the locker room. You know, it was just, it was just a different vibe, man. It was a different vibe. It wasn't, it wasn't that the, the normal monotonous practice and stuff like that. And I said, we could, we could, we could do something because when you start having fun with practice, oh man, this yeah. game becomes so easy. And Marsh, I tell people we were we we were just having fun that year because that's when Dickie V stopped killing us for those three hours practice. So we everybody was excited at that point. Like, hold on, we can still go to lunch or do something. We could actually live after practice. So uh, yeah, so you probably sent some of that excitement too from us. I'm telling you. 
Yeah, and Marshall, man, it was, you and it March was, hit it off. Did, did you and Mike March hit it off immediately? So I sat down with Mike and I was like, all right, show me what you have. Like, what, what do you? And so um, he said, here's what I'm going to do with you. I'm going to ask you to play here. I'm going to ask you to play here. He basically showed me everywhere but running back. He's like, you're going to play in a slot. You're going to play X. You're going to play Z. We're going to have you at tight end some. I was like, wow, this is this is fun. And that's that's what his his brand of football was. Was let's explore the unknown and, and figure out the, the, the issues later or let them figure it out. And and people this is what people don't understand in today's game. How football is played is what we created. And I tell people this all the time before Mike Marks. All right. If your quarterback threw the ball 30 times a game, you were losing. And in today's league now, if your quarterback does not throw the ball 30 times, you're losing. <laughs> that yeah. came from Mike. And, and he's had a lot of critics over the years. I've always said you're his staunchest defender, right? I mean, even when right. things kind of unravel with the Rams, you still saw the brilliance. Hey man, it's 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 uh you criticize what you don't know. But if you ask if you ask the coaches, if you ask the coaches around the league, or if you just look at how they operate, they operate based on what we did. A lot of the things that they call like a lot of the things that Mike did with me, um, and 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 Mike didn't invent it. It was just stuff that 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 Norv Turner did with Jay Novacek, and we moved it into the running back position. A lot of those routes are named after me, after us. <laughs> like he, he, people will tell you, like that 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 deep end, uh, that was the Isaac. Like that's the Isaac. You know, my little post route or the Falk route. Like it, it comes from us. It's around the league right now. Our names are being mentioned in routes. I've asked Orlando. I've asked Isaac this. And, and I, I think I know your answer, but did you ever get over the Super Bowl loss to the Patriots? The, because, and I said, because they became a dynasty, did that help heal the wound? I'm not quite sure how to answer that. Like, I don't know how you get over, you know, um, I, I've moved on. But, you know, uh, that's, that's, um, I, I'm going to say this, before before Spygate, I was over it. I accepted the loss as the loss. But once, once you started to hear about the different things that was done and, you know, the guy, the, the guy who was their film guy in Hawaii, and I think the one that got me the most was um, when, when, when their old secondary coach who became the head coach of the Jets exposed them for what Bill Nim was doing with listening on the sideline. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. Even last year with the Cincinnati Bengals, their their film guys taping. And I just I just say this, there's one constant. All of these people, the people are changing, but there's a there's a constant. And you know, it is what it is. But I, I think sometimes the fans or the players get upset thinking I'm saying, hey, no, you played the game. We as players, we don't sometimes know what coaches know in order to put us in position. They don't clue us into those things. They call a play for a reason. They tell you, keep an eye on this. 
We don't know where they got the information. It just makes you wonder. I think that's fair. I mean, I think you just wonder what all went on because of their history and what's been documented uh, about the Patriots. And plus, I think for you, though, that you're in that building in the Superdome. It would have been so special, right? I mean, you uh, now Aeneas says you didn't sell popcorn. He disputes that. But, <laughs> but Aeneas says he doesn't remember Marshall showing up and, and selling popcorn. But you did, right? Because think, Aeneas, yeah, right? And, here's the reality. How does Aeneas? <laughs> let's just let's just let's just get this underway. How does Aeneas? How old is he? Did you say? Yeah, he, he's probably what fifty-two-ish right now. It's probably about four or right. five years on you. I'm 47. So by the time by the time I was 14, 15, he was in college. <laughs> so too late. Let, so let it be known, you did sell popcorn at the Superdome. Man. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's all right. And he is, it's, it's that uptown downtown. Y'all, I, I mean, I don't like. He's from uptown. I'm from downtown. <laughs> he went to this. He went to this little magnet school that was like, you know, for light skinned pretty eyed guys. And I went to the hood school. So it's. <laughs> It's, we always, we always, but that's my, he, regardless, that's my homeboy. I love him. He's from New Orleans. We're New Orleans finest. And um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not going to get after him. But yes, I did. <laughs> I mean, Desire Project area is a tough part of New Orleans. You and I went back there for some filming after Katrina. Did, were you as a young kid saying to yourself, I'm going to make it in life because you're so driven. Did you say, I'm going to find a way out? I'm going to do something. Or did, maybe you knew it was going to be football, but were you driven at an early age? Martin, I didn't know what it was going to be. I just knew that my life was not going to be like the people around me. Um, I, just, I just knew that there was something different. I can't tell you that I was like, oh, yeah, football. Um, I didn't know what the path was going to be, but I was choosing a different path. And, and whatever it was going to be, it was going to take me um, to, to higher things, to better things. You know, I, I, I wish, and I mean, Orlando can speak to this, like you can, you can dream about playing professional football. It's hard to dream about being a Hall of Famer. That's hard. Like that's a hard dream. And I mean, that's like, you know, people don't understand how like, how much of the 1% that is to be in the class of, you know, we, we sit in this room and, and it's like you pinch yourself. I mean, you're looking at the pillars of the game, the people who basically built this game, whose backs that made it possible for us to play this game. Oh no, we're not just looking at them. Like we're in the hall of fame with them. And right. it's, it, it's, it's, um, it's surreal, man. You know, I, you know, because I'm not just a I'm not just a football player. I'm a football fan. Yeah, I love watching football. So the fan in me never goes away. Like I sit in that room and I'm still like, you know, I still sit down next to Tony Dorsett and I'm like, this is Tony yeah. Dorsett. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, hey Marshall, I, I was trying. I wanted to explain that to Isaac, but until you get in that room, you really don't feel it and understand it. And you're sitting there, you're like looking around. It's really the history of the game, man. Everybody. You know what I mean? And you're still, you're like a kid. You're in awe of so many great uh, Hall of Famers. And to be in that circle, man, it's, it's special, man. It really is. Orlando, do you think Tory gets in? Or do you think 
it's possible, but it'll happen at some point. How if he calls and asks you, how would you advise him? Uh, I, I can't really give him a ton of advice. Uh, it's, it's really up to the voters at this point, and and I'm biased because I want all my my Ram brothers to get in this year. Uh, it's a tough class. A lot of you know, obviously with Peyton and and and, and you know, there's a lot of first time guys. I hope he gets in. I would love to see, you know, obviously this year with COVID and I would love to see him and Isaac get in there and share that stage together. It'd be a cool moment for the greatest show on turf. So I'm biased and I hope he gets in. He has a good shot. I think last year was his first time getting in that finalist room where they're able to talk about him. So hopefully that momentum carries on and he has a chance to, to, to get on that stage this year. You think at some point he gets in, Marshall? Yes, without a doubt. There's, here, here's the thing. There's no doubt that he is a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's just when, when when are they going to call his name? And I'm, and I'm going to say uh, the sooner the better for uh, for him. But um, I've had this conversation with Tory. He's understanding and patient about it. Um, and there's no – he's not frustrated. He, 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 he understands the process. And um, it's it's hard to take that dude joy, man. You know, Tory's going to sing. He's going to smile. He's yeah. going to be happy. And he's yep. going to be positive because his outlook on life is always from the perspective of losing his mom at an early age, being yep. blessed at having his dad, being able to play professional ball, having yep. his brother play professional ball, and then making what he's made out of life. So it's not going to steal away the joy, his joy for the game. Some guys, when they sit in this position, they get bitter with the game. They get bitter. They don't want to watch it. They don't want to be around it. And we we don't have to encourage Tory to do anything. Um, I just hope that that the people who make the decisions that they that that they they allow him this year to be his year and if not this year then next year and 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 I sit on the fence because along with him you know there there's another receiver in Reggie Wayne and and I played no downs with Reggie but but Reggie he's from New Orleans you know he's a Louisiana guy as well so you know I I want to see both of those guys get in and um and and let let's let's just say this when you make it to this this point, everybody there deserved to be in. That's like you don't make it to this point non-deserving. It's just whether you hear your name called or not. And nope. and and then when it when are you going to hear a call? Because eventually it's going to get called. Orlando, Marshall and I would do the Sunday night segments, Falk Talk, and he would always have a, an event that week or a charitable endeavor, and I would always run out of time. And he would <laughs> shake his head at the end and say, Fox 2 don't love the kids. Fox 2 don't care about none of the community stuff. Because we'd always – he'd say, look at Martin, puts it last. So uh, before we are out of time, we should ask, what are you doing? Here we go again. <laughs> Here we go again, man. Don't right towards the end of the show, man. Right, right. And now he's trying to – and now, see what he – see, he's trying to pigeonhole you into not loving the kids either. Exactly. <laughs> Why don't you – have opened up with this. He could have opened up with this. Hey, Marshall, so, yeah, it's been a long time. What are you doing now? Nah, <laughs> nah, this is, come on, man, this is just. Building up to it, That that's all. I do have to give Marshall a lot of credit because we did TV and he would ask a lot of questions and he would say, how are they doing this? What are they doing in the booth? And then he'd say, I want to wear an earpiece. So you worked at that just like you worked at golf and football and driven. And now in the business world, tell people about this company that you're running a part of. Yeah, so I uh, now I have a company, it's called uh, – Virtuity Financial Partners, and um, we're, we're, we're literally uh, trying to educate the masses about their finances. Uh, we don't charge for education. We don't charge for services. 
Um, everything that we do is on the back end of the product side. And it starts with education. Um, a lot, there's a lot of financial advisors out there and financial advice costs nothing. Well, it might cost you a lot, but we find ourselves in the financial service industry because we want to service you. We want to be there for you. We want to give you, a, we want to help you make decisions. We're not, we're not in the selling you product and stuff. We just want to educate you on what you're doing. So, you know, that you're making the best decision because a lot of times what people don't understand is financial advisors need you to remain a client. They don't want you to be literate about your finances because if you're literate, then you no longer, you no longer, no longer need them. Gratuity financial. Virtuity, virtuity with the V. Martin screwing up the plug yet again. Virtuity. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, Orlando. You know, kids. <laughs> Orlando, I get the feeling, you know, Marshall's a, he can be a tough critic or to sell him on our Ohio state winning the national championship. Uh, no need oh, yeah, to sell, no need to sell this man. This uh, Martin, right Martin's Ohio, I mean, Marshall's an Ohio, Ohio state guy, man. I know he was bitter with the Ohio state Buckeyes gave me a lot of trouble throughout my years, but I know he knows the real team's going to win on Monday night. going to shock the world. Nobody thought we would be Clemson. I'm sure, you know, but uh, you know, we're going to play well. Ryan Dale had the boys ready to go. I, I here, Martin, I am going to agree with Orlando. I think that this is the year that Ohio State walks away with it all and rightfully deserved. Here's the reality. They're fresh. They only play five games. <laughs> all right. Nobody knows. No, nobody knows what they're going to run, what they're going to do. Just think. You, 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 Alabama played 13 games. Clemson played 12. They got a book on 12 games to watch about what they're going to do. You got five games against Ohio State. You have no idea what they're going to do. Hey, so that was the joke in our group chat last week because, you know, everybody's like, yo, we're looking good. They're like, dude, they're fresh. They only play four games. So uh, <laughs> there's not much tape out there on us. Not much tape. Just think, just think how they can – whatever they – all of their new state – they have everything possible. Like it's, I'm like, they play. How can you let a team that played four or five games? I'm like, are they are they this desperate for ratings? <laughs> well, you know, they got to get the big names up there, man. The big matchups, man. You know okay. what I mean? Orlando, I can't tell Orlando. Is he back in the Buckeyes or is he crushing them? I can't. And hey, that's a classic Marshall right here, man. I'm telling you, I'm gonna ride with you, but I'm gonna tell you why. You know, that's I'm, it. I'm all for it. Listen, you you would have to be. I don't care how good Alabama is. You only have five games on Ohio State. And, and, and these kids, this is – you have – you. I mean, the talent is – it's close. Yeah, they got You, you know what I'm saying? So you need you need more – you need more film on these boys. And, and it, you just don't have enough film. You just don't have enough. And, and listen, Ryan Day, man, he has 12 games on your defense. Oh, he's going to draw up some stuff. Well, the reality is we ran out of time there on our Zoom recording. We could talk for hours. And the good news is, as soon as Orlando and I were done with the Big O Show, uh, Marshall texted and said, let's do it again. Let's do it again soon. A lot of fun talking football with Orlando Pace and Marshall Falk. The Big O Show every Friday right here on scoopswithdannymack.com. And again, next time, maybe we'll go an hour with Marshall, really dig in on some of these topics, but fascinating to hear him talk about being in awe of players like Tony Dorsett, growing up in a real rough area, the Desire Housing Projects in New Orleans. So we will do it again with Marshall. Thanks to you for tuning in The Big O Show with Orlando Pace. I'm Martin Kilcoin. We'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>